am joined today by Deborah Austin from the Stay Warm Shelter in Sumner County. Deborah, I'm so excited for today because uh, we have some common friends like Derek Jackson and Bill Jacoby, and I was I was blessed to actually work with you uh, on January the eighth on a Friday night with your ministry, yeah. and um, you're just such a you're just such a bubbly loving person and easy to, to, to befriend and easy to talk to and easy to get to know. And I'm so excited today for people to be able to uh, have something else going on in Sumner County. In our, in our My Town episodes of most recent, the first two of this year, we actually ventured way out in the United States. We, we talked to a gentleman in Portland, Oregon. Wow. The business he was doing. Then we talked to a, a, a stage four cancer survivor in uh, Chicago, Illinois, and how she's turned that into a Lemons of Love ministry where she sends out to people with cancer care packages. So we Praise were, God. yeah, yeah, we're, we've been talking to people about things that happen in their life, and then they parlay them into kingdom initiatives outside the walls of a church building, being the church uh-huh. every day, rather than uh, just attending quote unquote church for our needs. And I instantly thought of you and you're right here in Sumner County. You're right in the midst of Hendersonville and Gallatin. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about Stay Warm Shelter, what it is, how it came to be? Well, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, Yes. Stay Warm Shelter is actually, um, we actually, it's a homeless shelter for those that are unhoused. Um, And it actually started maybe about 15 years ago, because we actually were trying to get a shelter here in Sumner County because we just didn't have a shelter and we had the need way back then. I was on the board of directors for Gallatin Cares and myself and Jane, the director at that time, you know, we just kept trying to figure out what to do with all these homeless people. And we just kept trying to get something going with the city, you know, and it kept falling through and I don't understand why, but finally, uh, one night I was just kind of uh, kind of complaining. I'm like, well, Lord, they're not going to open no shelter. And the Lord just sent me right up in bed. He said, I told you to open a shelter. Hmm. And so I was like, okay. So I know the voice of the Lord. And when he says it like that, that's exactly what he meant for me to open a shelter. And so I just started, I went to my pastor uh, Derek Jackson at First Baptist Church, and I told him what the Lord had told me, and um, because of my pastor, how he is, he said, okay, that's what you're going to do, he said, um, and, uh, you know, because he understands that the Bible says that we are to help the least of these, and there's no other least of these than the homeless, you know, so he uh, allowed me to start the shelter on a Friday night, um, at First Baptist Church, 290 East Winchester. And um, so I first I'm like, okay, Lord, where are we going to get the finances from? You know, I'm a retired firefighter, you know. So I actually just went back and kind of got me a little part-time job. And all my income that I got from that job, it went to fund the shelter. Uh, when we started out, we had like four people. It was uh, that helped run the shelter. Uh, we had a cook. One of the other ministers, two of the other ministers at church and uh, Terry Barr. So um, we just dug in there and, 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 and did what we had to do. But it was a lot of work for especially myself and Minister Sylvia. She did all the cooking. We had to tote the food from her house, you know, uh, bring it to the church. We had to pack all the bags. We had to I had to go out and uh, pick up the people and 
you know, found out that some people didn't want to come to the shelter. You know, not that they didn't need to come to the shelter, but I found out we're working with the homeless for all these years uh, that they got their own rules. You know, um, one of the main reasons they didn't, some of them don't come to the shelter is because um, somebody will get their spot. You know, that's important to them. This is my spot. If sure. I move, then somebody will get my spot. You know, so a lot of times when we go out, I'll just go ahead on and take extra stuff like blankets, tents, uh, sleeping bags, uh, food for that night for the ones that I know that will not that sit, you know, in their ways and in their spots. We'll just go ahead on and take care of them, you know, when I go out that night, you know, but um, the shelter has been, you know, running really well for the first three years. I'm going to say, you know, I fully funded the shelter myself, you know, uh, but God took that little bit that we had and he multiplied it. And I understood what feeding them 5,000 with that, that bread meant, you know, because that's truly what he, he did. And as we went on, you know, more people found out about the shelter. So we had people that were starting to donate and give, you know, a little stuff, but we actually reply, um, we actually rely on donations. You know, uh, we get clothes and different, um, just different stuff to run tents and uh, sleeping bags, different stuff to run a shelter. But uh, we fully, um, it's, it's fully been a blessing. Uh, this last year, Pastor Jacoby, um, we actually uh, started coming up with a uh, other churches coming in to be able to uh, see exactly how we did our shelter, that hopefully they will open up another night. We have Friday, maybe somebody else will open up on a Saturday, you know, and uh, it can just have seven days a week. Somewhere in there, we'll have a soup kitchen in the daytime, you know. So it, it has really been a blessing these five years. And I've watched God work and I've watched him do exactly. And, you know, the Lord told me, he said, listen, to prove to you that I told you to open that shelter. He said, I'm going to send strangers to help you. He said, you may have some of them that you know help you. He said, but I'm going to send strangers so that you'll know that it's me. And I promise you, I have met so many strangers that have come in. We become friends and uh, over this whole shelter situation. And they've done exactly what the Lord said that they would do. That is awesome. And I, I know that uh, we are we are two of those friends that were strangers before. Yeah. Uh, and so, I, you know, I, I have seen your van. I know what you're talking about with the it's kind of a rolling shelter. I, I've seen the clothes in the back. I've seen the sleeping bags. I've seen the kind of, OK, we're getting ready to go out and we're going to go find people and we're going to see what needs they have. And we're going to provide those from if I understand it correctly, you kind of call out hey, stay warm shelter and people know your voice and they know what that means and they, they come to the van and they get things. And it's a little bit different than some of the other unhoused programs that are in Middle Tennessee. Um, but before we go to that, I, I want people to hear, so, so you were retired and you came out of retirement in order to personally fund a shelter and, and had really no idea of how it was going to go or how it was going to be financed or how it would be organized or anything. And things have just kind of fallen into place, right? It fell into place because God said it. God doesn't say anything that he doesn't mean. 
He said there was going to be a shelter in Sumner County. And we had a whole lot of people bucking up against it. They didn't want a shelter. You know, uh, some of them thought we didn't have a homeless problem. And I'm like, we have a homeless problem. We've had a homeless problem for 15 years. You know, my thing is when you go home, you turn to the left. I turn to the right. You don't see them. So that's kind of the situation, you know, so it's, it's, but God has blessed it, you know, and he's going to continue to bless it. And so I, I'm, 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 I just take God at his word. That's awesome. And I, I guess people may be thinking like I did when I first heard about it. So with what you just said about there needs to be a shelter in Sumner County, there are unhoused people in Sumner County. Um, yet, if I understand from conversations with you in the past, it's a little bit different demographic. Like a lot of them have cars. A lot of them have jobs. They just don't have houses. And, That's true. and then I've heard people say things like, well, aren't there churches in Sumner County that participate in room in the inn and in room in the inn good enough, but room in room in the inn is kind of a different program, right? I mean, it, it has its challenges for it to have been the, the only option for Sumner County. Well, Room at the end is a good program, but with room at the end, it's kind of like a controlled uh, situation. These people go and they meet at a certain place and then a van will take them to the church that is participating in room at the end that night. You know, so uh, I think uh, some of the churches were going to Nashville, picking up Nashville homeless people, bringing them back here to their church to, you know, put them somewhere to sleep and, and, and feed them. And I'm like, yeah, but we got our own homeless people. What, you know, who is taking care of them besides me, you know, or, or some, you know, other person that may know them, you know, so it was kind of different. And I, that really concerned me, you know, that we would go and bring people in from Davidson County because Davidson County has a lot of, you know, they got a lot of, uh, ways to take care of their homeless people. They got a rescue mission. You know, they got ruined the end is housed there. But Sumner County, as big as Sumner County is, and I'm not just talking about Gallatin and Hendersonville, I'm talking about Bethpage, Westmoreland, you know, White House. There is nothing for the homeless community here. You know, and so it just didn't make no sense to me to go bring somebody from Davidson County into Sumner County. And I say my people, but and, and my homeless people are, are are just out here on their own, you know. So, I, you know, I'm, that's it's, it, that's why it's a little bit different. And it's important that we open up our own somewhere. You know, um, I would love for it to be in Gallatin, but wherever it is, I'm going to support it you know, because we're doing it for our people in Sumner County. You know, if you say that you care about the residents of Sumner County, that includes all the residents, mm -hmm. not those that just, you know, all the residents and the unhoused are part of our residents here. So, yeah, yeah, I hear you. And I was thinking while you were talking about that, that, you know, somebody might think, well, are we setting up a a, a contrast and comparison and not, not really. They both can yeah. exist, right? The churches. Yeah, that are in, yeah. The churches that are in Sumner County that are participating in room at the end can continue to participate in room at the end. Mm -hmm. and be a blessing to those people who yeah. need places to go. Um, and at first I thought, well, 
what would it be like to to maybe combine, you know, a church that's in Sumner County that's already doing a night for room at the inn, if they have room in their facility, they could also extend it to people right there in Sumner County that don't go downtown Nashville first to get on a bus to come back out to Sumner County, right? But then, yeah. you, but then you educated me on, well, Stan, it doesn't quite work that way. A lot of these people, like you said, don't want to give up their places. And some of them, uh, as I, if, if I understood you correctly, a lot of them sleep in, in their cars. They actually, they actually kind of live in their, in their mode of transportation. So some of them are not actually looking for a church to spend the night in unless it's extremely, extremely cold, right? Extremely cold. Uh-huh. Extremely so cold. We have a, a lot of, uh, like I said, you know, most people have this misconception about a big misconception about homeless people where they just lazy or they're alcoholics or they're drunks and this and that, and they don't want to do no better. You know, you may have a few of those, but the biggest problem that a lot of people are homeless now is due to COVID uh, losing different stuff. And there is no affordable housing. When you got, I have two parents that are working with two kids both of them are working, but you can't afford to, to pay, you know, $1,200, $1,300 for a two-bedroom apartment and still buy food, still try to take care of your children, gas, lights. It's, we have no affordable housing. So, you know, a lot of them are in their cars from that. We have students out at Ball State that are sleeping in their cars. Mm. You know, so it's... It's a lot that if, if, if you take the time and ask the Lord to open up your eyes to let you see what's really there, he'll do it. But a lot of people refuse to see because they just want to, you know, they just want to see what they want to see. But trust me, we have homeless people here. They're here. Try going out to Walmart. Try going all behind, you know, some of those places where you normally would not go, where I tread, you know, uh, but they're there. But do you care enough to, to, to help them? You know, I mean, I'm, we're just going to give a count of all this one day. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm just convinced. Well, so, so that's an important question. Do we care enough to, to help? And so we do care enough to help. And when we do care enough to help, we, we have to listen to you to not necessarily do it the way we think makes the most sense, right? Like I've heard you say, hey, look, you get in your car and you take food or sleeping bags or clothes and you drive out to these same places that, that you go, Deborah. And I holler out as Stan as a, as a white male, Hey, I've got stuff that you can get. You're already laughing because they won't come out and they won't come see me. Right. Cause they don't know who I am. So how, how do we help you with your ministry, stay, stay warm shelter uh, and take some, load off of you while still respecting that it runs totally differently than a lot of the other unhoused ministries. Well, you know what, Miss Stan, let me, let me tell you, a uh, homeless lady educated me because, and I, I learned this long time ago, you know, when I first saw her, the first thing I thought about was, okay, well, she needs clothes, she needs shoes, she needs this, da, 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 you know, and so I was getting her stuff based on what I thought that she needed. Mm. And so she said to me, that's not what I need. And I'm like, okay, but it looks like that's what you need, you know? And she said, what would help 
those that are homeless is instead of rethinking what they need, just ask them what it is, what is it that you need? What is it that I can do for you? And let them tell you. Mm. Then, you know, a lot of people get, you know, frustrated because they say, well, I took this person out some food and, and they act like they didn't want it and da, 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 whatever. But he didn't need food that day. He already ate. Somebody bought him a hamburger. What he needed was somewhere to go and take a shower. You know, so to keep you from getting your feelings hurt, you know, so she taught me that. And she went on to work with me in the, you know, the ministry, the homeless ministry. You know, she taught me a whole lot of stuff, you know, um, and I'm over jail and prison ministry. So any day that you're going to either find me with somebody that's unhoused, a prisoner <laughs> or, or some kids, because th th that's my passion. Those those three, you know, so but um, you with us, you know, by the churches coming together this year and coming in on Friday, it has taken a load off of the four of us that was actually running the shelter, you know, because we got volunteers that's actually cooking. We're not having to do all the cooking, you know. Um, and even after we get through with the shelter in the mornings, I take food out on Friday nights to those that I notice, you know, not going to come. But I actually have to deliver the rest of the food on Saturdays. You know, because some of the places I can't really go at nighttime, you know, um, so I have to deliver it on Saturday. So it's more than just saying, well, let's go feed the homeless, you know, and it extends way past that. Matter of fact, a little bit after I finished with you, I got one of my homeless guys that I had to put him in a hotel. You know, uh, I got to run and get him and, and transfer him to another hotel. So it and I have to get him to a doctor's apartment. So it just doesn't stop at. Let me just feed you today. There's other stuff, you know, uh, uh, there's a whole lot to it, you know. So but I really appreciate the churches that have come together uh, on Friday nights to help us out because it freed me up because, you know, I, I used to tell everybody once I got up at four o'clock on Friday mornings, I didn't go back to bed until maybe about four o'clock Saturday evening because I was just busy all that time, you know, dealing with the shelter. So. Um, it, it has been a big help, you know? Yeah. I don't know where you get all your energy from, but I, uh, <laughs> I do know that when speaking of the churches come together, when I was at the orientation meeting before we served on January the 8th, it was, it was very refreshing to see, uh, you know, Hendersonville church of Christ there with mm -hmm. community church, with Northfield, with first Baptist, with, really, really. with, um, Church uh, Christ is love over on the other side of, of 386. I mean, it's a it's a kingdom initiative of everybody coming together. Um, and, and yet I heard you say something that night. I'd like for you to explain to people, too, that we're, we've kind of hinted around. But, you know, a lot of people do go to those answers. You said a while ago, you know, well, you know, those people have just made really poor decisions or they, they've got problems. And like you said, and, and if we're being honest, some people do have problems. Some people have mental, mental problems or an addiction or whatever it is. But, but I've also heard you say that you've got to have tough skin. You've got to be willing to do the work that, that Jesus calls us to do. And quite frankly, you know, sort of taking it from scripture, from the story of, of uh, the trial and the crucifixion, you know, they, they spit in his face. Mm. I've heard you say that you've been called everything from A to Z and you just keep on, you just keep on going, right? 
you just keep on going because like you said, I, I, I did a lot of these people, they have mental issues, you know, they have, you know, uh, just a lot of stuff going on and you really have to have thick skin, you know, um, uh, you, you, I'm telling you, I, I used to get called one name so much until I had to check my birth certificate to see if that won't really my name, you know? <laughs> so I'm just like, but you know, you, you can't hold it against them because a lot of times I also, me being in deliverance ministry, I also know when a demon is talking, you mm -hmm. know, so I'll just silence that demon right fast, you know, when they just hush, you know, but, um, I, 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 I it's really a joy working with them, you know, getting to know them because all a lot of them really want is somebody to listen to them. Mm. Listen, just, just listen. So a lot of times when they come into the shelter, if they're sitting around at the table and we're, you know, eating, you know, then they just talk. They talk. I mean, these are some of the most talented, intelligent people, you know, but something happened. I don't know what happened. Something happened, you know, uh, and I just meet a person where they are, you know, because, but for the grace of God, that could have been us. Amen. You know, so don't get high-minded, you know, because God got a way of showing you some stuff, you know, so I just meet them where they at, you know, I, I don't try to judge them. I, I, I'm firm with them because I am a, a, a minister, you know, I tell them what the word says, you know, and, um, and let them know that, listen, you won't birth for this. God had a purpose and a destiny for your life. Mm. And I need for you to live that out. And as long as I'm in your life, I'm going to help you live that out. You know, so once you get to know them, they're really nice people, really good people. I've had to get some on medication, you know, different stuff. And, you know, but it's, 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 it's a calling. You know, it's, it's just a calling. You know, I, I I just enjoy what I do. You know, um, it, it well, a lot it, of times I I, come, I stumble home because I'd be so tired, you know. And, you know, a lot of people say, well, you got a lot of energy. Yeah, but you just don't know my story. You know, I'm on treatments every two weeks. You know, you don't know that, you know, well, because exactly. I, I when I go out and get to the shelter, you know, I, I'm working on them, you know. So it's it's uh, it's rewarding. It, it definitely shows that you are uh, selected well for doing this. And I love how you said that, you know, just listening to them. Well, listening is a, a spiritual gifting, right? Some people can't listen to anybody and other people can listen, but they don't really hear. They don't, they don't hear what the people actually need. So I just, I just thank you so much uh, for what you've inspired in a lot of people and, you know, we, we also recognize that people are on a journey at their own pace, led by the Holy Spirit, and not everybody's at the same place at the same time. And so I love right. the fact that when you say you meet them where they are, and you don't try to necessarily tell them, oh, I'll feed you a couple of times, but if you don't move from A to B pretty quickly, then no more food. Oh, no, no. You can't do that. You've got you to treat them as image bearers of God that they are. Uh, and, and I love how you give the realistic coloring. You know, sometimes people have, I, I know some people who are unhoused because they've made very poor invent, uh, financial decisions and they went bankrupt. Yeah. And it's not that they, that they have just decided they didn't want to work. They just, like you said, but, but one little difference, we would be right there. So right there, right there. And so with all of that, I asked this, um, as we kind of close, what are your dreams for, 
stay warm shelter. I mean, I heard you say that you would like to expand the nights. Um, I'm, I'm sure you would also like to eventually have people to be able to do some of the things you're having to do as the sole source, right? Maybe, maybe more people being able to go out to people that become trusted individuals with those folks um, and the, and the ability for the churches to maybe extend this beyond just January and February, right? It would be, you know, my, my dream, and, and I'm saying my dream because this is the vision God actually gave me, that one day there's going to be a central building that everybody's going to be able to go to on your night, you know, that, that the homeless will be or the unhoused will be, you know, uh, will feel safe going to that building, you know, each night, and if it's your night to man the building, then your church will come. If it's my night, my church will come, you know, but it's one central place. They're not all over, you know, different places. And that same building in the daytime that we would be able to have a soup kitchen to actually also feed everybody during the daytime, you know. Um, and I, I just really believe that one day we're going to get there, you know, um, to that situation. And, you know, I say, as many churches as we have, you know, um, I've even come up with the idea, okay, well, why do we can't just rent a building? You know, if we split the, the, the cost, if the cost is $1,000, each church pay $100, each church pay on a light bill, then we, we have a building, you know, but, you know, I, I figured out that, you know, homelessness is not just my problem. It actually is a city problem. It's a county problem. And the county government, the city government need to be involved also, you mm. know, along with the churches. It's a it's a, a whole community effort, not just you just do it and we'll just let y'all do it, you know. And before we get there, you know, to be able to have a building that we can, you know, house people in, maybe the city can open up some warming stations. That's one thing I can really say about Nashville that I really respect them because if it gets too cold, they open up warming stations all over the place in Davidson County. And mm -hmm. they will go out and find the people and see if they wanna come to the shelter. Listen, we don't even have that here, except for on a Friday night. You know, I, I, I if we could just open up a warming station when it drops below a certain, thing. I've got plenty of volunteers that would say from different churches that say we'll man it on our night. You know, so we we kind of offering you the ball. Can you just kind of take it and just help us? You know, so that's all I'm just saying. You know, I I but we'll we'll get there. I just have faith we'll get there. Yeah, I, I agree. And I heard something very interesting in that. Uh you know, that, that community center you're talking about, that, that building or that place that the 10 churches put in $100 or whatever it is, the, the coming together around that and having the soup kitchen and having the warming shelter place, it kind of sounds in a way like these people would then have some semblance of a home, right? And I, I mean that word as home is not necessarily a structure, it's family and it's- yeah. It's, it's different than saying someone's unhoused. They can be unhoused and not own a residence, but they can still have a home and their home is Sumner County, right? Yeah, their home is Sumner County. 
you know, uh, way before I got here, because I'm, I'm actually originally from North Carolina, but uh, way before I got here, you know, they were saying some of the homeless people were telling me that, you know, some of the counties, uh, uh, way of handling homelessness was they drop you across the Davidson County line. And I'm like, I just cannot believe y'all telling me this craziness, you know, well, you're not from here. I don't be across the Davidson County line, you know, and I'm like, oh, Lord. So anyway, but besides all that, I just believe I'm going to do my part. I pray that God will send, you know, people to help us do this. And, you know, we can just move forward and take care of everybody in the community. So that's just where I'm at now, you know. Well, thank you so much. Um, in closing, we, we normally come together and, and pray, but I understand you have a song that is basically a prayer, right? Would you, would you share that with us? Well, there's actually a song that I sing on my uh, CD, and it's called Go Light the World. And it simply just says, um, we all are family. Our hearts are blazing. So let's take our candle and go light the sky. Praying to our Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, make me a beacon on the darkest night. Carry your candle, run through the darkness. So that's what God expects us to do, to be a beacon to somebody on the darkest night. And I don't know about you, but I intend to let my little light shine. And so I just thank you so much for inviting me and thank you all for listening. And, you know, may God bless. Proverbs says um, that those that consider the poor, it's like lending to the Lord. And the Lord said, I'll repay you for doing that. So God bless you all and take care and thank you so much. Thank you, Deborah, and God bless you too. Thanks for being with us today. Mm -hmm.